Welcome to Cheaper Than Therapy, a podcast that journeys into conversations that demystify, destigmatize, and desensitize what goes on both inside the therapy room and in daily life. I'm Vanessa Bennett. And I'm Danae Logan. And we are seekers, soul sisters, and holders of sacred space. Every week, we sit down for soul-provoking conversations with fellow seekers, thought leaders, change makers, and even real people during live coaching sessions as they navigate the hard work it takes to be a human. This is Cheaper Than Therapy. We have news for you all. Yeah, we are so excited to share that as so many of you have asked for us to host more than just one week-long immersive experience, we are bringing another retreat into the fold this year. And this time we're headed to Nosara, Costa Rica, June 3rd through 10th. Yeah. We heard you. We heard you. We're doing more. We're trying. <laughs> this time, though, we're actually bringing in two of our dear friends and colleagues to come along with us and join the party. So we're going to have Ashley Torrent and Millie Murillo there. Um, and honestly, the four of us together, I don't know, our powers mm-hmm. combined, drawing from our collective work in the healing modalities of psychotherapy, coaching, mediumship, astrology, somatic movement, group processing, all the things. We'll be supporting you all in reclaiming every aspect of the most fulfilling life you can possibly live. It's going to be such a transformational week. I'm so excited already. And if you are interested in learning more, you can go to the link in either of our social bios or head over to Vanessa's website at vanessabennett.com. And we have payment plans available for this one as well. Yeah, definitely hit me up on email if you want to know more about that. We are super excited and we hope to see you all there. Hello, hello. All right. We're here with more questions. Okay, let me read it. We got a good one. One that I feel like y'all might be sick of hearing us talk about, but at the same time, when are you ever sick of hearing us talk about anything? Let's be real. (laughs) I love that love for us. Okay. Us love. So the question was, I'm keen to know more about your journey to be a mom. I love the mom. Oh, she's keen. Yeah, she's keen and <laughs> I loves, loves it. Loves God, it. I'm going to start saying keen more. With the initial resistance to deciding to do it, what changed? How did you get there? And how do you feel now? For any of you listening who don't know mm-hmm. that I did not want children ever, 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 ever. I believe I have a similar attachment style to you and I have no inkling to have kids at 37, only fear. But my partner does want kids. I wonder how much is the avoidance in me the not wanting to feel needed, the wanting to maintain my independence, et cetera. Ooh, girl. Oof. Yeah. How are you going to do this one without saying the P word tonight? (laughs) This is the new game. Can you have this conversation without saying the word patriarchy? Um, Okay. So this one's loaded. And I think it's, it's loaded for both of us because we both came from a similar experience of really not, um, having that strong desire to be mothers. Um, Mm -hmm. I was married for what, nine, nine years before I had a kid. Um, and I remember us having conversations and we've talked about this on some of our retreats about like the ways that we navigated what came up around the decision to do it. Um, and it's complex because there is nothing more life altering than being, um, a mother. Um, And here's what sucks that I have to caveat what I'm about to say, because it doesn't go without saying, and there's something within us as mothers that feels like we need to caveat this, but this is a conversation that 
we've had around the fact that I don't know a mother who sometimes doesn't say to herself, why did I do this? Mm-hmm. Big breath. Mm-hmm. And I love my child more than anything. And that's the the caveat, right? Like that my child is the most magical, incredible, amazing gift to every part of my life um, is just better because of this little being. And um, I think every mother has moments where she's just like, why, why did I do this to myself? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um. I just got in the car with you over the last weekend and I remember coming out of the house and saying, I love my kid and I don't love mothering. I don't love parenting, not mothering. I don't love Mm. parenting. Uh, It's tedious. It's frustrating. It's all consuming. It's soul sucking. (laughs) It's all of the things. Can I interrupt? Yeah. And ask why did you sort of shift that from um, mothering versus parenting? Like what is the distinction for you? You know, what's funny is I actually, I actually don't dislike mothering. So to me, probably because I've, I'm a very mothering person in general, I've always been the mother. I'm the mother to everybody, all my friends, all the people. Now caretaking, I don't love. And that's the shit that I've been working on for a lifetime and will always work on the kind of over-functioning side of mothering, caretaking. But when I think in its essence of the term mothering, I think of nurturing. I think of softness. I think of laying on the couch with her, watching TV and snuggling. Like that's the kind of mothering that I actually really do enjoy. It's the parenting. And I say parenting because to me, parenting is what encapsulates all the things like I need to keep this child alive. (laughs) That's the Mm. shit that I find tedious. That's the shit that makes me, you know, lose my shit in the morning when she won't brush her teeth and she's got to get out the door to school. Like to me, that's parenting. And for me, that feels different than mothering. I don't know. Even the words feel different. Yeah, I get that. Um, it's interesting because we're going to have a conversation with Dr. Shafali next week. Um, next week. But I heard her say something that I thought was really interesting because she said like parenting is what we're told we are meant to do with these children when really they are parenting us. They are mm-hmm. our mirrors. They are showing us all of our activation points and sort of helping us to grow. Um, but to your point, I can understand like why parenting is the day-to-day tasks. Um and I wonder if mothering is the nurturing and, you know, connected points of like loving our child and being present with them. What is fathering? Same. Yeah. I mean, I guess it would be the same. I mean, there's a part of me that feels like I want to say the word containing, mm-hmm. um, like the feeling of containment. But then at the same time, I feel like that's mothering, too. I feel like as a mother, I'm, I'm, when I'm in my mothering, I'm very containing. I'm very, it's safety, right? It's mm-hmm. like I'm providing a safe haven and I feel like fathering is the same. And I feel like maybe we get into the bad habit or the bad cycle of parenting, which parenting just feels icky when I say it, because if I'm thinking of mothering and fathering in this like lovely way, <laughs> then I think of parenting, it does feel like that. Again, it's the getting her to brush her teeth before getting out the door and you're stressed out and get your shoes on and we're late and all that shit. Yeah. And I love that you said that it's, it's stressful. And I think a lot of the stress that comes up in us is, well, certainly the expectations we have of ourselves, the timeframes, the rushing, the way that we're doing the thing called parenting. Um, you know, I, I don't know. It's 
parenting to me in a lot of ways. And I'm a little bit, um, I have become a little more non-conventional, I think, in the way that I parent. I think it's like living with another human, which Mm -hmm. those things are, um, are real, right? Like, I think it's hard to live with any other human. And in a lot of ways, these little humans are no exception. But um, I don't know, like, I think if we think about like, if I don't like marriage, then I need to define marriage as a construct for myself. Like if I don't like society's construct of what marriage is, then I need to decide how to have a marriage. If that's something I want, a partnership, a union that makes sense to me and works for me. And I kind of feel the same way about parenting. Um, Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot about the societal constructs around parenting, frankly, for women, especially that make it miserable. Yes. And so in a lot of ways, I have made the decision to reject a lot of that. Like I have no interest in um, all of the like I won't even get into like what the beautified meals that are like completely balanced and what they should look like that I couldn't give less of a hoot about Pinterest Um, sandwich stars. Exactly. Um, I am I am not interested in having me go to playdates with people that I don't want to have no shade um, conversations with. Like, you know, I, I think I very much like my kid's dad is the one that goes to the birthday parties because I am so unbelievably introverted and I'm not going to apologize for it. And I don't want to stand around on every Saturday um, and talk to people that I don't want to have small talk conversations with, with love. But also... Um, I think that there there are ways like, you know, and so I do some of the things that he doesn't want to do. I am like the snuggler. I am the the person that like affirms all the emotions and all of those things. That's like, that's my strength. But I think, um, I don't know, I'm curious to hear what that brings up for you around like, how do we define it in a way that is different if there's resistance to the quote, like parenting, you know? Well, so in my head, I'm going back to the question around how did I get there? right? Like, how did I get to a place? And it kind of feels like we're talking about it without talking about it, which is like, I'm still not there. (laughs) If that makes sense. Like, Mm -hmm. if the question is really, how did you get to a place of knowing? I think the answer is, we still don't know. Like, it's a moment by moment thing, you know, like one moment I know, and I'm so like in love with this being and the other moment I'm like, I just want to run away, honestly, and like, Mm. never come Mm -hmm. back, right? I don't say that out loud, but I think it for sure. Um, and, and so yes, thank you for saying it out loud because I think a lot of, yeah, well, I'll say it all to you. I mean, and I mean nobody says it. well, yeah, but I mean, I think out loud in the book, it's important right. that more women make that okay to say, you know, it doesn't yeah. mean that's what I'm going to do, but it's a feeling that I'm feeling and I can feel really isolated in that experience, you know? But I think you're right. I think that if we, if mothering and parenting were honestly just better in this country for lack of a fancy psychological term if they were just fucking better Mm. i think there wouldn't be so much ambivalence i think right now especially more than ever in any time in history you have more women in their late 30s mid to late 30s that are like do i really want to fucking do this because i'm looking around and nobody really seems happy like it kind of seems a little miserable and my friend you would be right there's a lot of misery Mm. that comes from it and i'm not i don't want to sugarcoat it like i keep saying it's fucking hard like John and I have jokingly said a million times, are we wimps? Are we just wimps? Why do we feel like we're the only ones that are ever talking about how fucking hard it is to parent and nobody else seems to be having the same problems? And I'm like, they are. They're just not talking about it. And we are just super vocal about it, right? Now, listen, I know women. I actually really do know women that are just 
absolutely obsessed with their children and want to be with their children all the time and just love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. And it fills them up. Mazel. Like, I love those people. (laughs) (laughs) I am in awe. Um, But I do believe, again, societally, we just don't, we don't make parenting that fun. We don't make it that easy. We don't make it that enjoyable. It's really difficult. It's really expensive, right? Like our capitalistic society, the way that we live, we're super isolated. We don't live in community anymore. There's so many ways that we make parenting um, hard and not enjoyable. And so to go back to answering the question, it's not to say that we're sitting here bitching about being parents. We obviously love our children, but I think that you really need to get clear with your partner. And I, as I'm saying this a lot, I'm like, it's almost impossible to do this until you're actually in the trenches. Ooh, what it, do I have a strong reaction to get clear with your partner? Get I know. clear with yourself. Well, get sister. clear with yourself for sure. But I'm saying like, not get clear with them, like have a conversation with them. But I'm saying like, do you know your partner? <laughs> what kind of parent do you think that they're going to be? What kind of parent do they want to be? What kind of roles are you going to have in your dynamic? What kind of, um, because I know a lot of people that going into parenthood, by the way, were like, everything was super equal and both parties did all of the, um, the homework and all of this stuff. And suddenly you fall like almost unconsciously into these antiquated gender roles. And I know a lot of women that are like, wait a second, this was not the man, you know, talking heteronormatively yes. that I married. Like, this is not how it was. And now suddenly it is. And what the fuck is going on? That's a thing. That That's a thing that I feel is happening a lot more than maybe any of us are actually talking about, about how many men mm-hmm. are falling into those roles, right? And women, we're doing it too. So the reason why I say get clear with your partner, again, is less about like having that conversation and more about being like, do you really think that this is the kind of partner that you're going to be 50-50 in? Because- Fuck, man. It all falls on women's shoulders. It really does, like bottom line. Well, it's interesting that you say that because a couple of things, I was having the exact same thought that you just spoke to. Um, I don't think, I think even some of the most well-intended, and again, we're speaking heteronormatively, but some of the most well-intended men who are good, solid men go into the space of parenting feeling like I would never be that guy. I would never be my dad, but it's very similar to when people get married. I always say there's like a psychological shift that happens. And all of a sudden you're like, why do I sound like my mother? What the hell is going on? The ownership thing comes into play, right? Yeah. Like there's so many ways that people are like, that would never be me. And then, or even like, I remember before I had a kid walking into people's homes and being like, oh my God, this child has like taken over your home. Like put it somewhere, put it like (laughs) in a place and like have a civilized life. Like, ha Danae, that's hilarious, right? I think there are so many ways we cannot anticipate um, until we're in the, the level of internal shift that is going to happen. And so I guess that's why I'm pushing back a little bit on having the conversation with your partner, because I think that person with the best intentions may not realize the extent to which they are going to unconsciously fall into patterns, the ways yeah. that all of you are both or both of you are going to be overwhelmed and start to fall into your, um, your coping mechanisms, your survival mechanisms. But I, what I will say is you need to get in right relationship with yourself around why you want this for you, right? I came to a point of realizing, and it's weird, when I got pregnant the first time and I had a miscarriage, but there was something in me, and this was like an intuitive hit B where I was like, me and this kid are meant to be together. I just knew. Mm -hmm. And I just had such a strong sense of like, I'm supposed to be a, a kid's mama. I wasn't like, you know, me and my 
were meant to be parents. It was about me and that kid, but I had a desire all of a sudden for me to be a mother that I hadn't had before. Now, I don't, I don't know how you get there, except that, you know, I don't think that's like something that I can like clearly like, here's the steps you follow to get there. But I think if you are not clear that like, regardless of what this other person wants, I want this for me, then I would say, cause look, careful. It's a, it's a lifetime, right? That's right. And you're right. It will ultimately fall on the mother. It will. I mean, this is not getting a puppy or a kitty, right? Like this is forever and ever. Amen. And so this person in particular who's writing in, who sounds like they kind of relate to me and more of the like avoidant tendencies, you know, hyper-independence, like, girl, it is fucking hard. I am not one to Mm -hmm. sugarcoat. I struggle with it on the daily. I struggle with it in the minute-to-minute interactions. It has caused a lot of drama is actually not even the right word. I was going to say in my relationship, but I actually look at it almost like for the better. Like I think there's a lot of fire, but there's a lot of growth and change that I do see being good. But let me tell you, it stirred the fucking pot, right? So let me go ahead. Yeah. I just think the question then, as you say, that should be, would I want this even if this person were not in the equation? Because what we know as psychotherapists is the percentage of people that a child actually ends their relationship is very high. And this is another thing people don't talk about. But a lot of relationships, the point at which they end, because all of these things are brought to the surface, is when a child enters the equation. So if you would want this, whether this person is a part of it or not, then I say that's your answer. But if it's this person wants this and I just want to sort of go along because I love this person. Or I want to keep them. So I yes. got to do this because it's what they want. Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh, uh, and uh. listen, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh-uh. It's tough. I know it's you were really going to try tough. to be like, no judgment, but I'm like, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. I, it's, do it. it's not even about judgment. It's just, yeah, it's like there's some things that, and I am going to say the word patriarchy. <laughs> Because there it is, ladies and gentlemen. There, <laughs> first time. How many minutes today? You your tongue. You're in 16 I know. minutes. Good I started job. to stop and I was like, I'm saying it. I don't care. Um, I just think there are so many ways that we have been conditioned to hold what it is to be a mother yes. that um, are really like soul depleting. Yes. And I think there's so many ways that we are not in like the full embodiment of our aliveness when, I mean, God, look at like how much traction fair play got and women just being like, yes. Yes. Um, And if there's a way for us to start structuring what it means to be in a mother, that we still get to thrive and be the fullest embodiment of who we came into these bodies to be, hell yes, because I think that's ultimately what we want to show our children. But if we're not really clear on what that would look like um, and what the challenges are, and that's why I think it's so important. And you and I really try hard to like speak to like what is so hard about not just motherhood, but like relationships and all of the things, because a lot of times we're like almost like taken aback. Like nobody told me, nobody told me this was what marriage was until I was in it. And we, Mm -hmm. we gotta, we gotta be a little bit more real about these things. Amen. I know we didn't answer your question because it's not a question that we can actually answer. It's a question that you have to answer for yourself, but I hope we at least gave some things to consider, some questions to ask yourself. I do want to just go back really quickly when you were saying not having the conversation with your partner. I actually disagree with that. I actually do think these are conversations. I'm not saying that you shouldn't obviously have that internal dialogue and know internally what your answer is completely regardless of whether or not that person's in the, in the room or not. Right. 
But I do think start having these kind of hard conversations right now. Don't let it be a blindsided thing. We're six months, eight months, 10 months into having a kid. You wake up and you realize this because here's the thing. The habits will happen. The, the, the coping mechanisms will take over. Y'all will be mm. completely depleted. No sleep. Like you're going to go back to your most reptilian self. Like it is just what happens. But if you started having these kind of real, real conversations now, then what's going to happen is that when you're in it, you can be like, remember when we were talking about the things we were not going to do? We're doing them. Let's face it. Let's talk about it. Let's bring it back up. Like I, I don't see anything wrong with having those kind of conversations now and trying to be as like honest and real with each other before you're actually in the fire as possible. Um, if only to set the stage and be like, remember when we agreed upon this? Remember when we talked about that? Like we need to revisit it because something's not working. Um, so I just, I don't know. I wanted to bring it back to that because I don't see any kind of preemptive conversation being like a bad thing. No. And the yet or yes and right so the yes and for me is end of the day the only person i get to be accountable for is myself so 100%. you could revisit that conversation once you have the kids but if your partner's still doing the thing oh of course we got a kid right but also i think and something we've talked about is whatever the things about your partner are that are really challenging for you before you have this kid please know those things will be amplified those things will be they're not going oh away. my God, so much more irritating when they're also the child. And this is a, a whole other conversation about the ways that we as women start to parent our partners in mm-hmm. heterodynamic um, dynamics. But I think really being real with yourself about this person's capacity to take personal responsibility and your capacity to take personal responsibility, mm-hmm. because ultimately, yes, we can have conversations. And all I'm saying is with the best intentions in the world, everybody like I don't like every woman who was like type a had her shit together knew how to handle everything and make it look seamless I have seen motherhood take that woman to her knees across the board over and over and over again I'm just saying so (laughs) yes have the conversation but I would say really have that conversation with yourself because Mm That's like, at the end of the day, you're, you're making that bet that you will have to lie in because you will be that person's mother. And listen, we love our children. (laughs) You lie in that bed. You (laughs) sound horrible. We love our kids, we swear. Oh my God. And they are, but like, but literally they are the most magical, amazing beings. And I will say Motherhood has changed in so many ways since I started writing the rules for myself. And Mm -hmm. I think that at any time, so let's say that too, because that's important. You can make your bed and then you can decide how your bed's going to feel once you're in it. Um, Because at any moment, you can get a new comforter, you can make it all lush and pillows, (laughs) silk, whatever. Exactly. Um, Yeah. But I think there's a way to say, um, you know, something you often say, which is like, um, we're going to revisit this and we're going to like reconstruct what the rules are going to be at any moment. So remember how you were talking about like when John used to like love language as acts of service and you were like, yeah, I really don't value you going and getting my car washed as much as I used to now that I'm a mother. So you're like, we need to revisit like what that actually means and what that looks like. And so I think that is true of parenthood as well. I think Going into parenthood, I would have had one idea of like what I wanted it to be and who I was going to be as yes. a mother. And then the felt experience of that was like, yeah, no, this is not going to work for me on a soul Change level. I got to be a different kind of mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 
So yes, let's let's we're backtracking on the you make your bed and you lie in it. Like that's just not actually true. <laughs> you can like you can do what feels true and then you can revisit um how you want to structure it for yourself. Buy your silk sheets. It's okay. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. We're like, we're gonna backtrack. That was dark. <laughs> we're like, today and Vanessa just took a really dark turn on the podcast, guys. Let's see what happens when you we made your patriarchy. Bed. The second you said patriarchy. It all is downhill from patriarchy. Just make note, folks. (laughs) Oh, well, we appreciate you all for listening. Um, Make sure if you have any questions for us, you DM us um, or you can shoot us an email, cheaperthantherapythepod at gmail.com. And Danae and I are going to get better at doing a little series of these Q&As because I think it's really helpful for you all. And give us feedback, right? Um, Let us know. Is, is this helpful for you? Do you want to see more of these? We're always open to, uh, to your thoughts. Love it. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Cheaper Than Therapy. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to share it with a friend, subscribe, and give us a five-star review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you want to connect with us more, find us on Instagram at Cheaper Than Therapy, the podcast. Mm-hmm.